Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Shallow Impact. I am Caleb B and that coincidentally is also where you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow this lovely, lovely podcast on Twitter at Pod Impact and you can follow my amigo, my friend, my co-host, John D on Twitter at Jorge Blanco. John, how are you, my man? How am I? Tonight is one of, if not the greatest night of my I think it goes my daughter being born and then tonight because bro heat seekers we did it yes yes we did we did and let's go right into it man solid triple threat to start off the night rohit raju challenging along with tjp against chris bay for the impact x division championship this match was solid this was a lot of this was spent on tgp tjp working submissions eventually the end came when rohit was on the top rope TJP was out on the canvas. Chris Bay was prone in the ropes. Rohit had this smile come across his face, and as he smiled, I smiled because I knew what he knew. He took advantage. Warriors Way style foot stomp and a pin, and Rohit Raju is the new X Division champion. This day could not get any better. And new! Yeah. Yeah, this is what dreams are made of. This is the boyhood dream becoming true. Like that and not like all all gimmicking aside, like this match was very good. I like the match a lot. What I really liked about it was uh the way that they laid it out where TJP was doing a lot of he wasn't just doing a lot of submissions, he was doing a lot of like doubles. Yeah. He would catch both guys and different things at the same time. Mm-hmm. We had quite a few of those written down. Like there was um, a gory special and a surfboard. Yeah, that was my that was my favorite one. They actually started to walk around the ring with it, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it was pretty wild. <laughs> well, there was a lot of spots like that. The one that was a little weird is, and I guess maybe it was just uh, we're supposed to believe that Rohit saw it in the heat of the moment, and it wasn't a grand plan all along. That's earlier on, and I know that like it's wrestling. You gotta suspend a little bit of your belief. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I don't know it's just a little weird that like if he is gonna ultimately turn on him that he is saving him earlier unless like I said unless we're su- supposed to just believe that it wasn't really a scheme it was just you know spur of the moment saw his chance but, yeah I don't know. I'm gonna cast yeah I'm gonna them the benefit of the doubt I think this was like and you know we'll see where they go with it but I think yeah this was just a heat of the moment like oh hey. Rohit saw an opportunity. He saw the opportunity he needed and um, took the uh, took advantage and got the win. I was not complaining. Also, yeah, I was just going to say, Rohit, so not only was he a Judas to Chris Bay tonight, I think uh-huh. Rohit's a bit of a Judas boss because we are the official Rohit Raju fan club. We are the Rohit Seekers here. We are. <laughs> and... I saw a thing on Twitter that Rohit was going to be on a different Impact Wrestling podcast. To which I didn't even know there were two Impact Wrestling podcasts. But that really hurt my soul. <laughs> There's plenty, man. Believe it or not, there are plenty of Impact podcasts out there. And I don't blame Rohit because, you know, man, it, it, here's the thing. We didn't call our shot. We didn't even ask him. So I can't be mad at the guy. I'm still mad. He knows He knows we're the number one Rohit Raju fans on the internet. He listens to this show religiously. He should be asking us to come on. That's 
You know, that's true enough, but maybe he's just a little too uh, – he didn't want to embarrass himself. I, I don't know. I think he was, he was afraid yeah. we'd be too excited to have him on tonight after the big win. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, emotions would be, just be too high. We'd go like three hours and two hours and 20 minutes of it would just be us like keeping praise upon him. Um, yeah. But hey, next up after that, we had the first segment of Wrestle House. It was um, had a puppet show of <laughs> sorts with uh, Taya's demon puppy um, being portrayed by Johnny Bravo and Kevin the monkey, which I didn't know the monkey even had a name. And I thought like, Who's controlling the monkey right now? Like, that's Crazy Steve's monkey, but this is a British accent I'm hearing. Turns out, it's Crazy Steve. I wish it would have just been Douglas Williams for absolutely no reason. Give me Doug Williams on Russell House. That's great. That's great. But yeah, like, that is a great uh, British accent. Eventually, Johnny Bravo got tired of... Uh... Oh, you there? I am still here. You can hear me, right? Jonathan? Jonathan E. Kayfabe last name. Um, You there? Yes, I'm here. You've come out on me. I'm leaving this in. We are the the unprofessional (laughs) wrestling podcast. (laughs) Speak for yourself, sir. I've been talking this whole time. Um, well, I mean, I absolutely, I absolutely <laughs> heard you. And that, yeah. yeah. So let's see here. Oh, AC says, hey, what's that smell? Larry D's wearing ring rust. And he's going by another name. He's now Lawrence D. Lawrence D. What a stud. If you were going to do this, you had to be yeah, you that's be Larry. You can't be Larry being jumped up that nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Lawrence D sounds like the name of like a '90s uh, rapper who would feature on tracks for Biggie or something. That's about right. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Oh, AC said he dresses like he's a backup dancer for uh, Boys to Men. Who another another group I actually got to see last year. Pre-COVID. Nice. And yeah, the, the women love uh, Lawrence D. That's the main takeaway of this this half of a uh, wrestle house, not as much wrestle house tonight, which is regretful in my I, opinion, I but accepting. you know, it's a big night. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, I mean, I'll have a cough button here. Cause I'm not very professional. Um, yeah, I wish there would have been, yeah, no, been more we wrestle are, house. Yeah, we are the unprofessional impact podcast and that's, you know, that's just how it goes, man. Good brothers vignette, not a lot to report, but, um, one line that stuck out to me is, uh, Big LG says, hey, at the end of the night, just thank us because you get to become famous. That was pretty much all I had written here, too. Not really much to it. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. Like, just because we're brushing over it doesn't mean we didn't like it. It's just there's not a lot yeah. to report. I feel like that's going to kind of be the theme for tonight. This, this is the least amount of notes I think I've taken yeah. since we started the show. It was a fine show. which just uh-huh. wasn't a lot. Outside of the, the first match, I feel like the rest of it was kind of just, eh, okay. Yeah. Next up, we had defending the TNA World Heavyweight Championship Moose against Trey McGee. Before you even start, I have to ask a question. So, again, Mm -hmm. suspension of disbelief or whatever, but now this TNA title is not recognized by Impact, supposedly, yet they advertise TNA title matches, and the ref holds up the belt and presents it before the match. 
Can we not do that if we're going to play everyone? Like this isn't, uh, you know what I mean? Even if you want to advertise the match, I guess, all right. But having the ref present the belt like it's a real belt, it just makes it feel like it is the mid-card title, which I know it's kind of supposed to be. But then don't play it as it's not recognized by Impact when it clearly is recognized by Impact. I hear what you're saying, but I took it as like Moose has spent months now just bullying not only the referees, but David Pinzer as well. Um, and you got to think that bullying probably would go even higher, you know, and everyone would just kind of give in. I suppose, but I feel like then we need Moose going to these uh, these offices and doing some bullying. I feel like Moose via phone call isn't really all that threatening. Maybe. Maybe we could uh, have Moose, like, lawyer up and be like, I recognize me as the champion. I don't know. Again, just a minor complaint, but I'm going to nitpick a little bit more as I watch more impact. We're not going to pull our punches here. I got a big complaint later um, that we'll get to. Um, so Trey spends the majority of this match just getting overpowered. I take note, a le- he attempts a late um, tope, gets caught, gets thrown into the guardrail by Moose, and then an apron bomb. Trey ducks a spear, and then he eats another. Moose gets the dub off of that second or off the second attempted spear. EC3 comes out, does the STO gimmick. And takes the belt. Yeah, this is another. Do we like the? This is another thing I had a problem with though, because Josh is saying, "Oh, why is he taking the belt? Why is he taking the belt?" And they're saying, "Oh, next week he's going to tell us why he took the belt." But they say that later on. But they say we hope he tells us why he took well, the belt. Well, later I say uh, I know later on they run down. Yeah, but he literally yeah. told us why he's taking the belt. Last week, unless it's supposed to be yeah. nobody else saw this and it just broke into the broadcast. But it's a little weird to be telling, oh, we need the reason next week when we know the reason. He literally said he wants to burn down his legacy and get rid of his history. Yeah. So it's a very odd, like, pick there. But I mean, I get the segment. It's just no, that one point was odd. Yeah. No, that's a fair criticism. I did like this story beat, though. Uh, the Moose and Trey match was fine. Again, it's another one of those, just because I didn't take a lot of notes here doesn't mean I didn't like the match. I did. Oh, there was one thing There was one thing that I liked that I did write down that I liked. That uh, At one point, Moose has Trey in the corner, and he yells, I didn't get the mm-hmm. exact line, but something like, this was supposed to be suicide, not you. And I was glad to write that. Yeah, yeah. That was a good line. That was a great line. Next up, the Hernandez vignette. Reno Scum comes in, gives him the money. They want their share. Hernandez initially tries to short them. They're not having it. They get their money. And Hernandez says, hey, you know, just keep me in mind. He said, I'll keep y'all in mind if I need any more work from you. So sets up for things in the future. Yeah, I guess we'll see where this goes. There wasn't really any uh, hints at where this is going to lead. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious where it's going to lead, but, you know, whatever. You can assume, but it just – he seems out of the picture now, but I guess, yeah, he's going to have to come back and get his revenge. Yeah, going to have to get his heat back for sure. Or his heat back. Yes. Oh, nice. EY vignette. EY has been here forever. He says he was elite before it was cool. He says, you want me in my purest form? You've got me in my purest form. Um world-class maniac so that's that's that the uh, recap of the week the flashback of the week was eric young and kurt angle in a stretcher match this was, from may of 2015 yeah this was really good i didn't even, i forgot that angle was there that late to be honest. but yeah it also sold the pile driver because you hit him with a couple of pile drivers before he wins um 
Uh-huh. I didn't realize that the impact uh, stretcher matches were just strap them on the stretcher and that's it. Uh, well, I think this may have been a special like occasion. I I don't know exactly how many stretcher matches they've done, yeah. but but yeah. Oh, it's also I guess it's also worth noting this was uh, labeled as a gurney match, but oh, whatever. Okay. And Al Snow, Al Snow is god awful on commentary. I'm glad he's not there anymore. Yeah, the commentary for that match did not seem great, but it was good to show. I like when they use this. I like when they use established names and old footage to get over the guys who are uh-huh. there now. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's a great. Uh, I mean, they did it last week, and they've done it in weeks past. It makes perfect sense why they would do yeah. it. Willie Mack has an interview with uh, Jimmy Jacobs. Matt, uh, Jimmy Jacobs says, "Hey, where's your head?" And Willie Mack has a good line here. He says, "Well, it's supposed to be on my shoulders, but." Mm-hmm. And then, cut to Brian Myers coming through. He says, "Hey, we're done here. No one cares." Grabs Jimmy. Says, "Ask me a question." Jimmy says, hey, what are you trying to prove here? Um, Brian Myers immediately just cuts a – he cuts one of the cringiest Boys Up North promos I've ever heard. The only thing that he said here that I – because that EY was kind of a Boys Up North a bit too. But, yeah, this one was more directly Boys Up North. But he did have one line yeah. I liked where he said, you know, where did being a good hand get me and my wife's um, sitting at home with six, mo- uh, six months pregnant and I got nothing to do. Yeah. So I, thought, I like that line, but overall, yeah, the promo was kind of yeah, so that is what the uh, most unprofessional Impact podcast thinks of the most professional wrestler. Not a fan so far, in my opinion. I, I Although, still need to see him in Tarver in the main event of Battle Glory. Yep. Although, again, I didn't like this promo, but I did like him against Eddie, but that may have been more Eddie. I don't know. Oh, and then how does this end? Oh, Willie Mack comes in, starts beating the crap out of him, and uh, they cut to commercial hey, as they're not being pulled apart yet. Another problem with this, this is going to be my most nitpick-filled review of Impact we've had yet. Willie Mack uh-huh. was right there when Jimmy Jacobs got taken away by Myers. If Willie Mack had a problem yeah. with this, why didn't he just follow him and immediately start beating him up? Why did he wait for to let him cut a promo for 30 seconds? Yeah, that's that's fair. Was he like, Wait, fair. Let me hear what your reasoning is. Maybe you got some really important news. Like, it just... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was more of like a "oh, you wait" type of thing. Maybe he was just in shock. He's like, Did "This this guy really just try this on me?" Like that kind of thing. I'm gonna beat him up, but I gotta go use the bathroom first. <laughs> I'm more like a. Can you believe he just like like a Booker T? Like, tell me he didn't just say that type of yeah. thing. Like, that's how shocked he was that he had to process it. And then he processed it just in time for Myers to get through his promo and beat him up. <laughs> uh, Let's see here. He's for impact. He's he for impact. Uh, he knocks Joe Biden's vice president nomination. Rather, um, pardon me. The fact that he he does it on Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, he knocked that he did it on Tuesday. We don't know Heat's politics in regards to uh, Kamala Harris, but either way. I pick Kamala. And uh, he cannot time out his commercials. Still can't time them out. I like that this is becoming a running thing now with Heath. These are the second. Yes. These are the second be- uh, best things after Wrestle House. I really want Impact to just be all comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They remind me of uh, these commercials so far. They remind me of the fake commercials that you'd see on NWA Power. Yeah, they're like that, or even a little bit like the uh, Southpaw commercials. I feel like. Yeah. Going back to that. Yes. 
Absolutely. Next up, the Good Brothers have a match. Um, oh, I, I noticed. I was say one more uh, thing I noticed tonight that I don't think I ever picked up on before. Speaking of all the mm-hmm. all the boys up north, talk from EY and Myers. I just realized uh-huh. tonight that Double in Your Six is a direct shot at WWE. What was that again? I said that uh, Devil in Your Six is a direct shot at WWE. Yes, yes, I, exactly. I never caught the lyrics, yeah. so it's like sold my soul years ago just to get rich. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that. It's like, oh, okay, so that's more boys up north stuff that I just was slow yeah. on. But it's one of those that like it took you almost a month to realize it, yeah. so it's subtle enough that it's not going to make you cringe. It's either that or I'm just dumb and don't pay attention, which is probably a mix of both. Yeah, maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. I did notice, and I don't know how long he's had this nickname, but he was being called the inevitable Ace Austin. Yeah, I think they said that at Slammiversary, if I remember right. I don't know how long before that he did that, but I feel like I've heard that now a few times with him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This match was fine. Um, Carl Anderson spent a majority of it getting beaten up by Ace and Fulton, and uh, eventually the Good Brothers get the win, and I think it was off the Magic Killer. Yeah, it was. Okay, sweet. Madman was out on the ring, so Madman Madman was out of the ring, so Madman was protected. He did not take the fall here, for what it's worth. I think it's just because he's the bigger guy. Yeah, that's, um, that's a, I don't. A little bit of a weird choice though, because I feel like Ace is clearly the star of the two. Not that Fulton's bad at all. He just doesn't seem to really have anything to him. So I guess he's yeah, the big guy, Fulton, but I don't know. I, yeah, it is what it is. But Fulton, Fulton definitely feels like the heater. So for him not to take the fall seems yeah, weird. Yeah. Let's see. What did we have after this? Oh, Wrestle House 2. By the way, they took our beer. <laughs> they took our beer. Yeah, somebody took um, took the Deaner's beer. Oh, we got our uh, Johnny Swinger line of the night. Daddy, it wasn't me. I'm straight edge. Okay, no, I'm on probation. You got, got to kayfabe me, brother. <laughs> kayfabe me. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Uh, let's see. What did we have after this? Oh. Alicia says, no, I only drink the fancy stuff. Box wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's perfectly impactful. Yep. They immediately accuse Ace, AC Romero of uh, taking their beer. He says, no, I didn't. Lawrence D shows back up. He's having a good time. Having a good time. Tries to set up a date with uh, Rosemary, and uh, she says she's got a ref, but rain check. Makes Johnny Bravo a little jealous. And I don't remember exactly what Lawrence D says, but he, he gives him his beer, like out of courtesy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have so, that line written down, but the segment was pretty cool. Yeah. He said, you're looking something, something. Have this. And then he handed him his drink. So let's see. Oh, also. Hello, Jacob. Susie. <laughs> yeah, Susie says, hello, Jacob. Hello, Susie. Jake says, Hello, Susan. Cody then immediately says, date didn't go well. And then Cousin Jake, with a pretty solid Chris Farley impersonation, (laughs) says, that is correct. (laughs) Like, I didn't expect to hear a Farley impersonation on Impact, but that was pretty good. That was the second good good, uh, impersonation of the night for Russell House after the English accent. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Kylie uh, Kylie beats Taya. Apologizes after she does it. And let's see here. Oh, I also wrote down Lawrence D gets the date with Rosemary next week. And um, 
Crazy Steve this whole time, he was wearing a sweater, a hat that you would wear in the winter, and it looked like American flag sweatpants. Yeah, it's very, very weird, but very fitting because it's Crazy Steve, and he's crazy. Yeah. yeah. He's so crazy, he's got two Zs, man. Um, <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, what yeah, was next? Oh, the event. And Crazy Steve says to Bravo, he goes, I'm blind, and I can even see you're blowing it. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Next up, the main event. Here's my nitpick. Oh, um, they just kept, real quick, before, they kept... before, before the main event. Yeah. yeah, we were having this conversation privately. But yeah, on the Impact Plus ad that always airs towards the end of the show, they say monthly paper, uh, monthly specials included. And they show Slammiversary from this year and Bound for Glory with Bound for Glory's date this year. Are those actually included on Impact Plus? Because I didn't think they were. But the commercial makes it seem like they are, and now I'm very confused. That commercial is misleading because they are included at a post date. Well, that sucks, and I they should edit that commercial to not make it seem so misleading. Yes, because for example, I bought Slammiversary on Fight. I'm going to have access to that on Fight until October, when it will go to the Impact Plus app, and you know that's how that goes. Oh, so that's that's yeah, that's real, that sucks a lot because that's not. I would say at least if it was like a week or two delayed, I'd be like maybe even like one month. I'd be like, all right, I get it. But I feel like anything more than a month, it's kind of don't even put it on commercial. Hey, I get what you're saying. I do. I have a nitpick though with how the announcers were advertising this. They kept advertising this as a rematch from Slam Anniversary, even though this was not on the Slam Anniversary card. See, I didn't pick up on that, but yeah, they, I, I noticed they kept calling it a rematch. I didn't catch them saying Slam Anniversary, but if they were, then that's weird too. Yeah, of course it's a rematch, but it was a rematch from Impact. It was not a rematch from the Pape, but you know, whatever. Match was fine. Didn't take a lot of notes because we knew we were going to get something good, and we did. And the guns win. So the North have to figure something out. I didn't, I, was saying, I didn't take a ton of notes. I did notice the... Uh, I liked that at one point they called back to the finish of the first match where the North set yes. up for... I don't know. I guess maybe it's their finish. I feel like I haven't seen the match. Like, that? But they go for that move yeah. where he's... Um, what is it? Paige has him and he goes to like flip him onto Alexander's shoulders or vice versa. Yeah. And then uh, yes. it resulted in Saban going for the roll-up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they did that same exact spot here. But then they go for the roll-up, and then I think it was Paige reverses it into his own roll-up, and then it gets broken up. So it wasn't even the finish yet. But I like that little callback to the first match. I like the matches build up the yeah. for him. Yeah, no, I agree. That that was a good callback, and I do remember that because, yeah, uh, I believe Saban had rolled up Alexander, and then Ethan Page was still in the ring, so he pushed Alexander over to get him in the – to get them in the advantage on the roll-up. Yeah. Got the kick out. The guns win, and they retain, and again, the North have to figure out where to go from here. Rumors abound that Ethan Page's contract is coming up. I it, hope to God, if it is, he will resign. It sure seems like it, because I don't I don't follow a lot. I mean, I guess I technically, with the podcast, follow a lot of the guys on Twitter, but I don't look at a lot of the guys' Twitter pages all that much. But I feel like Page mm-hmm. is always in my feed, and always talking about how much he's working out, and how much better shape he's getting in. He seems like he wants, not that he wants out, that he doesn't like Impact necessarily, but he definitely seems in stage. Yeah, exactly. Which, which would suck, but I don't know. Because if it's him, that's the thing too. If it's just him, I think he can go anywhere and maybe be all right. Um, mm-hmm. But if it's him and Alexander together, it's it's a hard situation because you figure if they go to WWE, tag teams are basically forgotten about unless maybe they can get to NXT and the one place where they were getting some shine when they had him. 
But yeah. if they go to AEW, there's a lot more opportunity, but there's also so many tag teams there. Yeah. That how do you like is it even worth it to be honest? I I'd like to see them just stay in impact, but when it yeah. comes to money, who knows what you know what's actually gonna happen. Maybe even they go to New Japan or whatever, who knows? But we'll see, man. I I'm hoping against hope that he doesn't leave, that he signs another extension, but you know, we'll see where it goes. Um Wow. John, that's uh, got to be our quickest episode yet, man. Well, uh, you want to um, preview night two? Not that there's a whole lot there either, but uh, yeah, let's preview it, man. Uh, Brian Myers and Willie Mack. So we've got that. It's got a one week build, so that should be fine. The very, yeah, the very slow burn of uh, Myers and Mack. Yes, uh, we're gonna get more Wrestle House. So awesome! I'm glad to have Glory- that because I need I need more Wrestle House tonight. I feel like we have nothing to talk about because there's so little Wrestle House. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Lawrence wrestling fan. I don't. I've said it a million times. I don't want wrestling on my weekly wrestling show. I want wrestling yeah. on the pay per views. Like one yes. match is nice. Like even tonight, if you just had the the three way and maybe even the three way and the tag match at the end, all right. But I want everything else to be you know whether it's promos, packages, skits, whatever, however you want to do them. I want more wrestle house. I want more. Especially with the comedy, like I said, not that Impact doesn't have talent there, but I think what yeah. set them apart for me and made me excited to watch them is how well they've been doing the comedy stuff. And I don't know. I know that this is supposed to be like sort of pay per view ish, but I think you just I need more. I want. I almost missed the regular episodes of Impact that weren't special more. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but no, I get it, and that's why I'm willing to uh, let it slide. Is because this this is being built up. This is big for them. This is a nice go between between Slammiversary and Bound for Glory. That's the problem. Though. This um, was this was being built up, but really, you only really had two to three matches really built up. It felt like maybe four total between the two weeks, and I feel yeah. like it's just not enough. I feel like I talked about it a few weeks ago, but like. When NXT or AEW does these big specials, especially when they're two-week specials, you get seven, eight matches a lot of times announced. A little less with NXT, but with AEW, it's always seven or eight matches, it seems like. And yeah, for this, like I said, I think you had, between the two weeks, you had like four matches really with build. You had the the Good Brothers, Ace Austin, Fulton match. You had the tag title match. And you had the X Division title match tonight. And even the X Division didn't have that much build to it, really. And yeah. then next week you have the the Grayson Peraza match, which granted that's that's going to be thirty minutes, so that'll take up a, literally a quarter of your show. But yeah, it, nothing else there really has any build to it. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I understand your criticism. Um, next up, why EC three? Why? That's how I wrote it down. Huh? So he's going to explain why he took the belt, even though we kind of already know. But hey, that's more promo time for EC3, so I am not complaining. Yeah, I'm ho- I mean, his promos have been hit or miss since he came back, but the ones that have hit have really hit hard. So I'm hoping that he has, he can maybe, you know, expand a little bit on what exactly the motives are. And I don't know. Like I said, it just feels weird because it feels like we already got this explanation last week. It's almost out of order. But yeah. But we'll see, I guess. I hear, I hear what you're saying, man. Uh, Eddie Edwards open challenge. Hopefully this is Eric Young and we can just move forward, but I'm not holding my breath. See, I kind of, I don't know what to, what to think. Here. I feel like if it's Eric Young, you've done such a build now on his character that you want to announce it ahead of time because mm-hmm. everything seems to be pointing to that. Like that's the only thing that feels like it could be the bound for glory main event at this point. Cause if you do Eric Young, unless you do Eric Young and you know, 
make it more just Eric Young going crazy trying to take out Eddie Edwards and you don't have it be like a real clean match. But I don't yeah. know what else you could do for Bound for Glory right now. I mean, there's other guys who I would, in theory, like, but I don't know who you can build a story with that quickly right now. I feel like you've heated up Eric Young really well. And I don't know. I don't know who else you would want going against Eddie at that point. I would almost rather it be, yeah, maybe let it be Eric Young. Let him take the title and then do like Willie Mack and Eric Young for the title or something. Because I feel like I don't know who I want to see Eddie Edwards wrestle for the title at Bound for Glory besides Eric Young. As weird as this hmm. I did have another thought. It could be RVD next week. That would be a good choice. He hasn't been on either of these two weeks. He has this stuff going with Callahan. So mm-hmm. it would feel bigger. It would make sense why you wouldn't mm-hmm. advertise it because there's no like build to that. But yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see next week. But I don't know. I feel like there's not really. And, uh, if like I said, I feel like if it's Eric Young, it feels too soon. As much as I'd enjoy it, yeah. I don't know how you then what you then do for that. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, man. Uh, main event next week: Knockouts Iron Man match. Diana Perazzo and Jordan Grace. Thirty minutes. Uh, this should be fine. Should be fine. I'm looking forward to it. I'm still torn on that because I think it's. I know it's going to be a good match, but mm-hmm. long matches without like impact for people who don't. Well, I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you're not watching. But if you somehow <laughs> are listening to this because you're a family member or a friend, and you don't watch Impact, they don't even have the fake fans like WWE or NXT has. They don't put the extras around the ring. So it's basically just commentary and then the match noise. I don't know how a 30-minute match is going to work in that setting. It's It feels hard for me to pay attention to anything that long, especially like when it's not somebody with like... like They both are very good in the ring, but neither one of them have like a big personality. Neither one of them have ever really been known to do anything all that crazy. I feel like it's going to be a little tough to pull my interest, but I'm not saying they can't. I mean, their their anniversary match was good. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little hesitant to think about how this is going to go. Yeah, I hear you. And th- those are fair criticisms, man. But uh, I, I'm still looking forward to it personally. But you know, we're we're allowed to have disagreements here. That's that's the beauty of this show. Uh oh, we're in heat between us. Yeah, no heat, only row heat between us, man. <laughs> Uh, John, thank you for being on as always. Uh, folks, thank you for listening. It is greatly appreciated. And, uh, all you Rohit seekers listening on anchor, we had a treat for you before the show. We're going to have a treat for you after and, uh, good night. Adios.